0: Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast on this Sunday night, on the road again, traveling back from the Mohegan Sun Casino, where Purdue won the championship of the Hall of Fame tip-off tournament, defeating Villanova 80-74, to uh, Purdue now 5-0 and on the year. Uh, this one was not like the others. Uh, Purdue had to uh, come from an 11-point deficit in the second half with about nine minutes to go. Um, they did it by hitting 11 straight field goals. Yep, 11 straight field goals. Three-pointers, dunks, you name it, they did it. 11 straight field goals. A remarkable accomplishment, considering who they were playing, and how they had played up to that point. Um, So it it, it took a tremendous uh, effort down the stretch to win this game for Purdue. Um, And and, uh, it was brought up after the game, depending on your perspective of things. You know, Purdue played ten players, and Villanova played seven. Uh, Both teams were coming off games the day before. So did fatigue play a role in in this game from a Villanova standpoint? I mean, they were hitting three-pointers. They had 13 for the game. They were hitting three-pointers. Uh, they were moving the ball really well. They had, they had fresh legs. Uh, and then they didn't hit three-pointers. Was it good defense or just the shots didn't go in? You know, Matt Painter said, you know, well, they hit contested shots and then they miss contested shots. It's you know, it all depends on your view. You know, if you're a Purdue fan, it was better defense. If you're a Villanova fan, it was just missing shots. And if you flip the script, Purdue fans would say, "Well, they just missed shots." Uh, it's always probably a little bit of both. Somewhere in the middle lies the truth in these situations. Uh, no one has a really clear answer when, when these situations pop up, when one team is hitting and hitting and hitting uh, and then they stop hitting. I, I, I don't think Purdue got out on shooters as as well as they need to and that's something that they've struggled with this year. So part of it is just Villanova missing some shots. Uh, but also think as you get in the moment in, uh, of these situations, you know, as Purdue's coming back, you know, what's the, what's the pressure level there? What's the, you know, knowing you need a basket, how much does that play a role into it? So there's a variety of things. But the bottom line is that Purdue did what it had to do and got some help from Villanova. But on the offensive end, Purdue executed at a very high level. Jaden Ivey got out in the open floor again. Did what Jaden Ivey does really well. Either he scores, or he finds somebody who can score. And in this case, he found Caleb first for a dunk and a layup, and then a three-pointer. Uh, Isaiah Thompson hit a big three uh, down the stretch with just over a minute to go on a play that was designed to be a lob pass to Zach Eady, but the uh, the Wildcats kind of you know jumped it. So. Uh, and then Thompson ends up hitting a, a three-pointer which he hit three in the last nine minutes uh, and Purdue kind of found itself offensively uh, in those last those last last nine minutes and um, you know this this these two wins against North Carolina and Villanova can do uh, can o- can only help Purdue uh, as they navigate the rest of the, the non-conference season and then you you, you get into the uh, you know the, the conference season in early December with a couple games uh, against Iowa and Rutgers but uh, Purdue kind of showed who it is and who it's going to be this season and you know I think they, they sent a strong message to the rest of the country the rest of the big time uh, that you know you're probably going to have to dra- drive a stake through their heart uh, to beat them this year and There are teams capable of doing it on the schedule. Uh, So we'll just kind of let it play out. But, you know, really a good weekend for Purdue because they played two teams, two different styles, and won both games by finishing the deal, by closing the door, by having a nice closing kick at the end. Uh, I think it was 34-17 today that they – they finished off uh, Villanova. It was 18 to five at one time. That spurred and you know it got there were some late buckets there. The last basket, basket shouldn't have counted. I was right there under the basket. It shouldn't have counted, but it didn't affect anything. Uh, but you know Purdue did a lot of good things. They rebounded well. Uh, and Villanova did a lot of good things because they only had four turnovers for the game and none in the first 27 minutes. And so Purdue didn't get any help from Villanova. You know, they were not turning the ball over where Purdue could, you know, get those turnovers and, you know, get some transition baskets and get some easy, easy points. You know, they, they didn't do that. At halftime, nobody shot a free throw. Uh, Villanova had no turnovers at halftime. Uh, Purdue was up eight, and then all of a sudden they were down two. Going into intermission, uh, but you know when you don't get help like that from an elite team, it's really. I mean, you have to be. You have to. I think you have to be that much better in other phases. And I think you know Purdue was pretty good on the boards. Of course, Zach Eady was good inside. They didn't have uh, the size. They have the strength, but Villanova doesn't have the size to to match up with Eady and then then Travion. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, that uh, Travion and Zach ended up with 30 points and 10 rebounds, and that's the center position for you. That's the the production you got from the center position, and that's uh, you take that you take that every game. To be honest, it's probably it's probably worth more. You know, you're you're probably you know 35 to 40 points is probably not out of this world expectation level for for that position but you know you got 30 and 10 out of them uh, Stefanovic and Ivy combined for 20 and 13 assists as I said Thompson had four three-pointers uh, and you know there were there were some contributions you know elsewhere uh, that that Purdue got Caleb First was five for five he uh, mentioned a big three down the stretch. Uh, came up with some, some, some key rebounds as well. Uh, and, you know, we've talked a lot about Caleb First, written a lot about Caleb First, and we're going to continue to do that because he, he's, he, he makes a difference. He makes a big difference on this team. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's, he's a guy that the other teams have to guard. You know, as Jaden Ivey's coming down the floor, you know, he's he's seeing who's out there. And, you know, he'll he'll throw the ball to Caleb, and Caleb's more capable of hitting those threes. Uh, so they've got a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, at 80 points, uh, you know, feels a little low, but based on how they were playing offensively, I'm surprised they got to 80 because there was a time there I didn't think they'd get to 70. Uh, but, you know, this team just has so many weapons right now. And they're just going to be hard to stop from an offensive standpoint. I, I, I think if you were putting a blueprint together to beat Purdue, you, right now you're going to have to outscore them. Because I, I don't think defensively you can really um, slow them down. I, I, I thought Villanova probably has had the best plan and the best system to beat Purdue up to this point. Uh, you know, the first half was more of a slower pace game. Uh, not that they were intentionally milking the clock, but it was a slow-paced game. Uh, there wasn't a lot of transition. Uh, so Little Nova was trying to, to play its game, and that's how they play. And it was working for, for the longest time. Don't turn the ball over. Get good shots. Uh, and they knew they were not going to be able to get shots inside a lot against Edie and Williams. And they did a good job of hitting their threes. As I said, they hit, I think they finished with 13. I think Purdue finished with 10. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but, you know, Villanova, Villanova did a good job of... You know, doing what it needed to do to get an 11-point lead. And everything was working for them, and then all of a sudden it wasn't working for them. Uh, you know, Purdue's got some areas to clean up defensively. Uh, they're still leaving too many shooters open. Um, but they're not giving up as many points in the paint that they did earlier in the year. I think the last two games, uh, they they think they've given up under 20. I have to check the North Carolina box score. You know, they may have gotten more than 20. uh, But I know that Wright State did not get up to 20. And Villanova did not get up to 20 uh, in this game. So, you know, I think Villanova provided a little bit of a blueprint. You've got to hit your threes, but you can't stop hitting your threes. You know, the moment you stop hitting your threes against Purdue, you don't have a lot of other options because of what's inside. It's just not. You're not going to go inside and start scoring points against Williams and Edie. Although Villanova did a nice job attacking both of those guys, uh, coming off ball screens, uh, getting them on one-on-one situations, um, and that's something that Purdue just needs to improve. They need to become a better defensive team. But I'm of the opinion that they need to become a, a better defensive team in, in situations. Um, it doesn't look like look like at this point. When you play, you know the better teams on the schedule. Yeah, you'll 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 shut down Omaha on Friday. You know you've you've limited Wright State, you've limited Indiana State, you've you've made it hard on Bellarmine to score, which is fine. But you know when you play Florida State, you know can you can you keep Iowa from getting into the 80s? Now, the other question with that is, can Iowa keep you from getting 90? Which, based on the way Iowa plays defense, I, I'm sure, I don't think that's the case. But, I, I'm looking for situational improvement when they play better teams now defensively. Can they make some stops when they need to? You know, you're holding, the game's tied, you need a stop, and then all of a sudden you go on an 8 run. Well, was that caused by your defense or was that caused by your offense? Uh, you know, it's always going to be a little bit of both. But uh, you know, that's you know, I think I've said this before. I, I equated to third downs in football. Uh, you're not going to get off the field on every third down, but you need to you need to get off the field on some third downs, and you have to understand when those moments come. And I think that's. I equate that to this basketball team. They're, they're not going to make a lot of stops defensively right now, but can they make stops when they need to, when the situation calls for it? Uh, so that's going to be something interesting to watch when Florida State comes to town, and then um, and then you're going to play Iowa, and you're going to play Rutgers, and you're going to play North Carolina State all in a row, and then you're going to play Butler, so on and so forth, and you're back into the meat of the Big Ten after that. But you know, can can they do it situationally? And and again, it might be a lot like tonight, where you you find a team that's hot, but then they stop hitting. Is that because Purdue's defense was really really good, or they just stop they stop hitting? Uh, you know, and, and to be honest, both can be true. Both can be true, and that's probably where a lot of this lies: is that both situations can be true on the given play. That's just kind of the way it is. But anyway, uh, good weekend for for basketball for Purdue. Uh, I, they were ranked. See, I, I, the one thing I, I don't I, I, I don't mind the polls. I, I really don't. I just wish we had one. I just uh, our company, Gannett, and we're we're, they own USA Today, and they put out a coaches poll, and it's a sponsored thing. So we have to we're required to use that ranking in our stories. So, but based on the latest coaches poll, which hasn't been out since the preseason, produced number seven. Now, in the AP poll, they were number six this past week uh you know Billdoba was number four so I, I just wish we had one poll I, I don't think we need a coach's poll I just just use the AP poll it's the one that's most respected it's the one that you know when you're referring to rankings that that people point to you know it's like in football this past year You know, you know it's Purdue. Well, you know, one of the teams Purdue played was just outside the top five. So, if they beat them, was that another top five win, or wasn't another top five win? So it's just when you see things like that, and I don't know if you how how closely you follow it, but I'm required to put. The coaches' poll ranking in my Purdue stories. That's for football and basketball. That's just that's what we were told. That's what we do, and um, and if I don't do it, it gets changed. <laughs> to be honest, it gets changed by somebody at the Indy Star, I think. So I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's too crazy for me. And then in football, you you get the college football playoff rankings then ESPN uses that ranking as the, the ranking as the ranking for the team when it, it doesn't mirror AP or the coaches poll so it's all screwed up I hate it I really hate it um, you know I wish I could change it but I can't so I have to deal with it the best that I can sorry for the rant Sorry, sorry about that but that, that just kind of popped into my mind. Anyway, good weekend for Purdue basketball. Uh, you know, the other thing to me that stood out in this game, or not in this game, this weekend, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that, that stood out this weekend, but, um, you know, Jade Nivey, he had 17 rebounds. And it's not a surprise that he had 17 rebounds. 16 were on the, uh, the defensive end. And I think that's where a lot of transition baskets are coming from. And he's just—he's just getting out, going, and you know. And I think that really benefits Purdue uh, with the ball in his hands. He—he uh, he, he knows what to do with it. You know, I still think there's some growing up to do from his standpoint, but uh, he—for he, the most part—he knows what to do with it. He knows who's out there, who he can throw to, and he knows what he can do by you know by himself. He knows when he can take it to the basket. He knows when the opening's there. Uh, so I thought that stood out. I think he had 13 assists, two turnovers for the weekend. Uh, there, there's some eye-popping numbers. There'll be some eye-popping numbers from these two games for Purdue, especially against the quality of competition that they played. Uh, so, you know, I again, just a, a good weekend for them to come out here win this tournament. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they needed to prove that they belonged. Uh, wherever their ranking is at, depending on b- what poll you look at, but they did it anyway. Um, it had it, been easy for them just to kind of uh, fold up there. Down eleven with nine to go, just kind of play out the string, and um, you know pack it in for another day. But they did. And I think this team is really hungry to win. I think they're hungry to to prove that they are one of the better teams in the country. You know, obviously at the end they want to be the best team in the country. Um, so I think I think they 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 did prove a lot to themselves, but. Uh, i don't think they needed to prove anything to anybody this is a good team we knew it was a good team uh, it showed it's a good team and they're going to be around for a while and they're going to be around in the big ten you know they kind of helped the big Ten put a band-aid on its week uh, where the big Ten was losing uh, a lot of games to to uh, uh, the Gavit games in the big east and you know right now they're they're the leader of the Big Ten, and they're the they're the top team in the Big Ten right now. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot in November, but I, you know that's where they're at. That's just that's where they're at right now. Uh, you know they're going to stay up there as long as they can, um, and really curious so once they get past this game Friday and they start playing, you know they're going to have a really uh, really, really interesting stretch of games, as I mentioned before, with Florida State, Iowa, Rutgers, North Carolina State, Butler. You know, it takes you into uh, the you know the Christmas holiday at that point. So that it's going to be a really interesting stretch for them, and how the rotations work with Matt Painter, who's getting the minutes, who's not getting the minutes. Mason Gillis played today, did some good things. Uh, you can tell he's just trying to see where he belongs on the court. I think he took one shot; it was it was short, uh, but he's a guy that's that, that's going to help him eventually. Uh, and you know, Purdue's going to go 10 deep. but you know, you know, it's, it's going to matter on the minutes uh, at, at the end of the day, as far as who's getting what minutes and uh, and, and things like that. So. Uh, as I said, good weekend for Purdue basketball, and we're going to wrap this up. It's starting to rain here in Connecticut, uh, so I need to probably concentrate on on driving a little bit better than what I'm doing right now. Uh, but anyway, again, it'll be uh, well football coverage throughout the week as uh, Purdue takes on Indiana, in the old Oaken Bucket. Uh, that game is 3:30. On Saturday, uh, Purdue football uh, or Purdue basketball is Friday at two o'clock, and then Saturday after the football game, you know your your volleyball team might be playing for a Big Ten championship uh, if if they can uh, if things work out. They're going to play in Nebraska Saturday at nine o'clock, and if things work out where they can where that's a winner take all situation or one team can tie. You know, it should be a raucous atmosphere at Holloway Gymnasium, but uh, Purdue Volleyball is in a position to, to win tie for the Big Ten title. Uh, it's a very tough league, as you know, but uh, that could be something else that happens uh, this weekend on campus. So uh, stay tuned uh, for that and kind of see how that unfolds. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Questions, comments, concern, uh hit me up on the email. Uh, M. Carmen at gannett.com or DM on the Twitter machine, uh, and we'll try to try to answer your questions as best that we can. Uh, until later in the week, appreciate you stopping by, and have a good day.